0: Sarah
1: We've arrived We have arrived I have arrived At the dawn Of a new cycle <laughs> Yeah <laughs> cycle. Right? This is No one likes to tune a podcast The world's uh, hey, What do we call it?
0: The world's premiere Dedicated Fast and Furious podcast
1: That's That sounds about right. Anyway, we watch the Peasant Furious movies. One a week, over and over again. So we go through all ten at this point. Mm -hmm. And then we start over again. And we'd had a nice little... Nice little, like, placation, I would call it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nice little straycation where we strayed away... Because we watched F Nine, we reviewed that. The episode's up for everybody to like watch, look, and listen. Um, but then we took two weeks off to do a little bit of um, to do a little bit of like a two in betweener's because we'd missed one on the last cycle. So we watched the Italian Job. We watched Gone in sixty seconds. Life was good. You know, there were interesting pieces of variation in my world, in my weekend. And then, last week we were supposed to start Cycle 21.
0: Your body, your body physically rejected the experience.
1: It absolutely did. So here's the deal. I watched this movie on the plane from New Zealand to America. But mm-hmm. I also got extremely fucking sick on the plane from New Zealand to America, not COVID. I got tested. Everything's neg, which is great. Mm-hmm. But um, I had this like throaty thing, and on Saturday when we were supposed to record, I literally sounded like that. I like I couldn't. I couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. It just I just lost my voice. So we canceled for the week just not knowing when I was gonna be better. And now this week, uh we are we are gonna we are live and we are reviewing Hobbs and Shaw, which is a movie we missed last cycle, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So part of this I had an assignment from two weeks ago mm. or three weeks ago at this point. Mm. I've come up with our uh with our order for this watch through, and yes. I tried to piece through like a really complicated timeline, but it actually does not make sense if I think about it a lot. So this now, is now, do you, really before just... you
1: launch into the whole cycle to the whole thing. Yeah, I want to ask: Do you want to do this where you just lay out the order for me, or do you want to do this piecemeal, week by week, <laughs> on the episode? You just tell me what episode I'm watching next.
0: We can do it that way.
1: Yeah. Is that like, yeah. but is, I just wanna, I don't wanna screw up like some kind of cohesive structure, thematic structure to your cycle.
0: So, yeah, I've got, it's got broken themes. It's not cohesive. So okay, got, I love that. It's got broken themes. I love but that. But I'm happy to lay it out week after
1: week if you'd like. Let's do that. <laughs> I just wanna, I, I wanna, I want a curated tasting menu of Fast and Furious Good. movies, okay?
0: Yeah, that was the goal of this here is that, like, I had a couple of things I was working with, but really I'm just going for best feel, best, like, yeah. yeah. Like, we uh, we talk about the roller coaster, the ebbs and flows, the wave of just, like, highs and lows. Yeah. I did a nice um maximization of uh, the full series watch experience.
1: You know how chefs talk about mouthfeel? <laughs> With food, like it's got to have good mouth feel. Yeah. I feel like if you're curating a cycle of these movies for me that keeps my eye feel at the highest level it can throughout the entire experience. That's exactly what this is. Cycle
0: right, okay. twenty one. No one likes the tuna. I feel
1: mm-hmm. series. The I feel experience. But, however, you're hampered already because we had to start with Hobbs and Shaw. Now, how was your watch through this week?
0: Uh, I mean, I worked it into it. I think, like, placing Hobbs and Shaw at the beginning mm-hmm. is the best because you don't have to watch it. Yes, That's true. 10 weeks. So I thought about that as I was watching it. I was like, this is great. I'd love to get this out of the way. It doesn't make sense, like, anywhere else anyway. So, first is the worst. Let's okay. go for it.
1: Okay. I love that. I like. I said I watched this on the plane. Then we missed our recording. Then I took a train from Massachusetts uh, from New York to Massachusetts, and I felt I felt badly about missing last week enough that I was like, I gotta keep fresh on this movie. And I watched it again <laughs> on the train from New York to Massachusetts. So I have seen this movie twice in the past two weeks, uh-huh. which I don't recommend.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so we're recording a little bit earlier today, mm. which is nice. Yeah. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the the superhero breakfast. And I, you know, they use it to show the two different uh, morning routines of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. But, man, Hobbs. He's, so his main breakfast is the Folgers ground coffee. Yeah. Just from jar to mouth. Which, if you talk about mouthfeel, I feel like... Yeah, you're losing (laughs) (laughs) out on that. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure it doesn't... um, You don't get the caffeine boost from that because you need... Don't you need it to be steeped? Isn't the heat Yeah, You you gotta
1: brew it. (laughs) Like, that's the whole... Well, (laughs) uh, that's a good question because I know there used to be... Chocolate-covered espresso beans that I would buy. And -hmm. I don't remember if I got, like, caffeinated off of them or not, basically. So,
0: I yeah, I've had those before, too. I think that's a placebo effect. I think so, too.
1: Or it's just the sugar in the chocolate that's, like, giving you a little bit of a kick.
0: Right, right.
1: So he does, yeah,
0: he does the Folgers uh, jar to mouth, and he does, like, five raw eggs in a cup. Yeah. But he does that, and they shoot this. I know this is for movie purposes, but he takes all of his crap, and he puts it on top of his stovetop for that nice picture. So he puts his little Nietzsche book. He puts his uh, bowl, which he's cracking raw eggs into, knowing that he doesn't intend to cook that stuff anyway. Yeah. But he's going to go and dirty up his entire stovetop anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't stand, all right? Uh, I, no,
1: I, I, I don't like that. If you're not using the thing for a purpose, like, let's not fuck it up, basically. Yeah. You know, let's not get it dirty.
0: It's hard to clean. It's hard a to stovetop. clean.
1: A stovetop is, is historically the hardest to clean. Exactly. Although, shout out to my mom's house, where I am right now. She got an induction stovetop. It's just mm-hmm. one big flat surface. It's one of the easiest things to clean, period. I do not like induction Oh, I think the heat is terrible. It's
0: terrible. I just, I, I go from like average level uh, chef skills to like I'm a teenager again. I just, everything.
1: You need a little terrible. grind when you shake the pan. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? You need a little surface to work the pan around That's right. on.
0: These inductions, yeah. The moment you lift it up,
1: you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we still cooking here? Whoa, we still cooking here? What's going on? Yeah, I need to be pop. pop. I'm on, off, on, off, on, off. Hot, low, hot, low. <laughs> yeah. Brush strokes, get, baby.
0: Right? You got to get that tactile fire feel,
1: okay? You can't do that. If you don't have that, your mouth feel is going to go, like, <laughs> the mouth feel is going to go down so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um All right. So you're not a fan of the Hobbs breakfast. And what is, remind me what Shaw does during that thing, so he there's no very, food, right?
0: He does have food. He does the, uh, I think he takes the burr grinder, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, pulls himself an espresso, mm-hmm. and he does a like Anthony Bourdain worthy omelette. Right. With that's the, right. Uh, yeah, the coarse ground salt. So that's a pretty nice, normal breakfast. But right. then he follows it up and he goes straight to the bar and then has a beer.
1: Which is like, damn, dude. <laughs> it's like, Damn, dude. I mean, I know it's like, if it's Sunday, if it's Sunday, I know like British Sunday mm. bar mm. culture is like a thing. Like mm. you go, you eat breakfast, you go to the bar for the whole morning, excuse me, you go to the bar for the morning, and then like you have like an early afternoon big Sunday roast dinner. You know. Mm.
0: Okay, I, yeah, that makes more sense, actually. A yeah. Sunday, I can see that happening. If yeah. It's like a Tuesday,
1: though. It's just like, it's like
0: nah, dog. That'll rough you up.
1: That'll rough that's you gonna up. That'll rough you up for the day. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting day drunk, and it's just like, there's a certain point of getting day drunk where you start drinking at 10 a.m., and at, like, 4.30 p.m., like, my world is fucked up. <laughs> like, you
0: know what I mean? Your body wants to go to sleep.
1: Your body wants to go to sleep. Yeah. Your body wants to go to sleep. Uh, Though I do recommend, here is one thing I recommend in terms of day drinking. Mm -hmm. Vocab, day drinking, strategizing. Not that this Mm -hmm. is healthy and and no one likes to tune podcasts, does not endorse this type of behavior, okay? (laughs) I threw a Memorial Day party. The first year out of college, I threw a Memorial Day party, I think, at my apartment in Jackson Heights. You may Mm. have been there.
0: It's possible.
1: Yeah. Um, where I lived with my friend Jake and Maria. And so, like, we had a bunch of people over. And um, I started drinking early, you know, 2 mm-hmm. o'clock. And drank all the way and got extremely fucking drunk. By the time people showed up around 6, 5 to 6 in the afternoon, I was pretty toasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, I had a good time for a few hours with my friends. 8.30 hits... I am gone. (laughs) And uh, uh, I pass out on my bed. And luckily, I did that because it was Monday, Memorial Day, and Tuesday. The next day, I had to be at work. (laughs) So I slept. I went to bed early, 830, Uh woke up, you know. Dehydrated, but well-rested. Extremely (laughs) well-rested. I just slept the whole thing off. It was great. Uh Anyway, that's enough about me.
0: Right.
1: Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't knock Statham if it's a Sunday routine. Uh, I knock Hobbs for almost any routine he has ever at any point in his schedule. You know, Uh, I'm I'm not on the Hobbs vibe. I don't, sometimes I feel like the Hobbs vibe aligns a lot with the rock vibe of like healthy eating and then one Sunday a month he'll post like giant stacks of pancakes and shit mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't need to see this yeah. kind of thing um, I want to talk about a very serious issue that I think this movie could be misleading viewers into believing like this movie is a little bit filled with dare I say it like misinformation okay mm-hmm. cars aren't cushions They're not, they are not. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not, they are not. They are not cushions. The people in this movie treat cars like, you know, those giant airbags, like people (laughs) like stump people fall into when they fall off buildings. They treat them like that. Right. Not the case. They're hard.
0: Yeah, the outside of the car is the hard part. I mean, it sort of is a cushion if you're inside of the vehicle, but certainly... That is what Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is true. The outside, of
1: the, outside of the car is the hard stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> extremely hard. But in Furious 6, Dom lands on a car with Letty, as, like, protects her from that. In Furious 7... Hobbs gets blasted out of the window with Elena and, like, crashes... Uses his body to, like, crash onto the car and protect mm-hmm. her. And uh, truth be told, he does end up in the hospital. But, like, I still feel like visually they treat it as, like, the car has, like, crumpled to his body and sort of... Like, if... The the movie treats it as if if he had fallen on the ground... Four feet lower, mm-hmm. he would have died. And because he fell onto the car, luckily it saved his life, right? Mm-hmm. And in this movie too, they fall off a skyscraper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they jump off of the skyscraper well, on purpose.
1: At a certain point, jumping and falling, <laughs> when it comes to a skyscraper, are the same. Are the they same did. thing.
0: Yeah. Right? By the time you reach the bottom, you're going fast enough where...
1: Yeah, flat. doesn't matter. Maximum yeah. velocity. Uh, and so they fall off a skyscraper into a fucking SUV. Again, and they, then he's just like, I'm good. I'm fucking good. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it seems like a type of sort of entertainment physics that they took from... Roadrunner and Wildly e. Coyote, mm. right? Almost like a very the cartoony. Like people are going to be falling. That's going to be really fun. But we don't actually want to show them dying. So let's let's find a diff- couple different ways to do it. I wonder when they first started using it in live action movies. The like either the dumpster or falling on the car as a way right. to right.
1: stop people. The dumpster. The that is the great. <laughs> A V club article never written. The hit the cinematic history of the dumpster fall. Right. It's that's good, man. Hey? Eh? Yeah. Um I would love to, I would love to know. I would love to know. Uh Daryl, have you ever have you ever read any Nietzsche?
0: No, I've been i've I've had quotes served to me mm-hmm. uh, before, but mm-hmm. I've never read. I've never read a book cover to cover.
1: The only yeah, I've never read a book cover to cover either. Nietzsche, Nietzsche. The only thing I know about Nietzsche is like, there's like Ubermensch, like this sort of idea of man alone and as an island, like making his. You know, like forcing his will through the world. I don't really know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It's Almost, uh, yeah. Hitler was a big fan of Nietzsche. Mm. Not so good. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think like shitty people being fans of a thing is necessarily a knock on the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um,. No, I've never read any either. Here's what I'll say, though. I was thinking about this while I was watching it on my second watch through on the train. It's, it's a missing piece of my, like, literary life. Mm-hmm. Haven't read any. I've read some Kant. I've read some, like, other philosophy. I think by the next, I am saying by the next time we watch Hobbs and Shaw, 10, 11 weeks from now, well, maybe even more, Mm-hmm. I'll have finished Nietzsche. A, a book yeah. of... A, a book. of, And I'll let you know what I find out. Mm-hmm. And if it lines um, up with the Hobbes and Shaw philosophy in any
0: way. Right. It was really written in German, I yeah. suppose. Yeah.
1: yeah. The only other thing I know about it is... Um, there's that kind of not very good movie called Let Him Is Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Negative. Negative. Paul Dano plays a young teenager who is uh, taking a vow of silence and wants to join the air. He has to of all these goals, but it, he's just sort of read Nietzsche and gotten into like sort of manipulating his own life to his, to his goals or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But that's what I got. Yeah. Hmm. Excuse me, I'm just like uh, cruising oh, on that, this giant. Oh,
0: yeah. That's <laughs> the first thing you got when you landed here? Bro, I'm Dunk Big old
1: Dunkin'. I'm in heaven. You don't understand how in heaven I am to be back in the United States, food-wise. Like, mm-hmm. hot dogs. I had a lobster roll the other day. Ooh. I, I Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I mean, come on, brother. I'm into it
0: hmm Do you, what, you, do you yeah. eat the donuts? Do you eat the donuts from Dunkin' Donuts? I don't think I've Just, ever
1: had one. Nice. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I, I was—that I, I was, was a line play for comedy. But I've had a Boston cream donut from Dunkin' Donuts. I, I have them like maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, only Boston cream. It's the only donut I like. Mostly because it has Boston in the name. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big sweet breakfast. I mean, I'm not a breakfast guy. I don't eat breakfast. I've said that on the pod before. Mm -hmm. And then, like, double that, the idea of, like, eating something cakey and sweet and full of cream and icing for breakfast, like, almost turns my stomach upside down.
0: Right. I agree with that. I don't. I eat a donut maybe a couple times a year. Yeah, glazed twist
1: all day. Nice, nice choice. Nice choice. And is it from Dunkin' Donuts or is it from a fancy place?
0: Um, I I usually don't seek out a Dunkin' Donuts for all of these reasons. If I'm traveling and I'm looking for breakfast in a place where I don't have regular breakfast
1: available, I usually eat at McDonald's. Oh. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 It's like you and me and McDonald's breakfast is like NBA players in the cheesecake factory. Right? (laughs) It's it's like it's super consistent and we know what we're getting and they're in every town. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're
0: open at whatever, 6 o'clock in the morning.
1: They're open at 6 o'clock in the morning. I, I mean, I agree, man. I mean, I feel the same way about Dunkin' Coffee. It's like, I know how big it's going to be. I know what it's going to taste like. I know how much, generally, it's going to cost. It varies, like, from cents from town to town. But, like, generally, mm. I know the cost. I got the app installed on my phone. A lot of bonus credits. A lot of, well, less no. than there kind of used to be. Two years mm. ago when I was here. Mm. But that's okay. I'm not going <laughs> Uh... Yeah, I will say if I eat a donut, it is from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't like fancy-ass, expensive donuts. I'm not, mm. I'm I'm almost always, I'm like, I would like something small and cakey that I can just shove in my mouth rather than like this like giant, fancy, like Magnolia, you know, like with like bergamot or some shit yeah, on it. Lemon, you know? Yeah, lemon, yeah, lemon cream, yeah. raspberry, uh-uh. crumble. Not into that. Lavender petals and some shit. Like, <laughs> you know, people Adonis. put that shit on donuts. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And they get those gigantic square ones. Oh, oh my.
1: Oh <laughs> my. God. If you show up to a party. With a gigantic square donut. Like. I'm, I'm sure you're a great person. But you got a vibe <laughs> and that I'm not into. You know what I mean? Like. I'm just right off the bat, that's a that's yeah. a knock against, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what they're called, but there is that sort of German pastry that looks like a big flat donut. I don't know if it's German or Dutch. Like the mm. big flat donut, it's generally served at Christmas time. We should talk about Hobbs and Shaw, actually, at a certain point. <laughs> but, like...
0: Maple bar?
1: No. A flat... I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Mm. I'll try to find out. But Mm -hmm. like, what's your next point about Hobbs and and (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, this is Nick. I'm just jumping in here. Did not find out during the recording, but after copious amounts of research uh, later on in the day, did find out it is called a Kringle. And it is Danish, and I usually get one around Christmas time. And they're pretty delicious, so I just wanted to throw that out there. It was really a thorn in my side for the afternoon. So, uh, yeah, on with you.
0: Stealing drinks at a bar. Looks cool, is not acceptable, and Mm -hmm. you'll never get away with it.
1: No. No, also, like let's take care of our like community uh business owners, please mm-hmm. you know like let's not let's not steal from them, right
0: um server carrying a bottle of champagne on a serving tray, you're not going to be able to take that off of the top of the tray without somebody noticing it wasn't for you it's It's supposed to be delivered somewhere,
1: yeah, yeah, it's not for you, man. I don't agree with that vibe at all. And I also don't agree with, like, There's, I just feel like there's this, like, nonchalantness to that attitude that's like, let's take care of people. You know Mm. what I mean? Let's be considerate of our waitstaff. Because then that person has to, like, then, they're, like, left there being like, what the fuck was that? Then they have to go back to the bar, order another drink, Wait for it to be, and then they've taken double time for the drinks to arrive, so they have to go to the table, and by the time they get to the table with the drinks, it's been twice as long, and the people are pissed off, and then they're probably going to get less of a tip. Yeah.
0: That's like a triple whammy right
1: there. You know? It's like, if you're fucking over a waitstaff like that, like, I got no business with you. I got no time for I got no time for you. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. You guys should be nice to people while you're saving the planet, Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're so good at it, as you say in this movie, (laughs) I'm really good at it. Uh, Because, by the way, I'm really good at it. Uh, (laughs) If you're so good at saving the planet, at least do it while you're, you know, considerate. You know, uh... Do it. Do it. Uh, you know. Be considerate to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still looking for this fucking pastry. I can't fucking find it.
0: It's driving me crazy. I've been thinking about "Gone in 60 Seconds" since we launched it. Yeah. That low. That low rider song. Every time I want to get pumped up to go inside mm. now. It's
1: it's a great song.
0: Who who yeah. sings it? Uh, it's my band, I think, called War.
1: War, yeah. Did, have they written any other hits? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so, so either. This song is good. All you
0: need is one. All you need Eventually, is to make... Go ahead. I think the name of the album was Why Can't We Be Friends? So maybe that was also one of their songs.
1: No? I think it was... I have this feeling that that song was like the presidents of the United States of America. Or they might be Giants. Hmm. But I could be wrong. They could have covered it. It's possible. Studio album by War.
0: Music history is one of my biggest gaps in pop culture knowledge.
1: Yeah, I I mean it's by War. That's good, good, uh, good call. Nineteen seventy five. Why can't we be friends? I mean that also kind of a banger. I mean, yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, this song, this movie has a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. I would say it's a plus on the Hobbs and Shaw front. You know what I mean? Time in a bottle, that song is pretty good. Next level, that song's kinda great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm fuck fucking done talking about Hobbs and Shaw. I watched this movie twice, don't watch it twice in two weeks. Idris Elba is like good. Vanessa Kirby's good. I have all the same feelings I always have. Idris Elba's good. Vanessa Kirby's good. I'm done with Jason Statham's shtick. I'm done with uh, The Rock's shtick. You know, it's like competently directed. It's annoyingly written. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the jokes are bad. Ryan Reynolds is bad. Uh, And I hope they don't make another one. Hobbs and Shaw too. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off of it. Right. Unnecessary. I don't need it, you know, and I hope... I, I don't want to give The Rock that gratification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, like, my main thing. I don't even hate the guy. I, I Like, it makes me so mad. Because, like, I don't hate the guy. Just, like, do your other... Do the like, Jungle Cruise. Great. I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. Go Whatever on. that I'm sure it's gonna I don't be know great. What
0: it is. I tried to watch a trailer for it. No clue. No There's clue. No,
1: information in it. no yeah. info. <laughs> uh, uh, skyscraper two. If you want to do that, I mean, I'm I'd go. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I liked right. the first skyscraper. I had a really good time in the movie theater. Just like I don't need you in this universe. I, right. I I'm sorry, dude. Like you know, yeah. I don't need it.
0: And this movie makes it even more obvious that, like, it's it's an unnecessary connection at this point.
1: Especially having seen F9, the Fast Saga, like, a few weeks ago. And, like, just understanding the potential of what can happen when, like, people... I don't know, when I don't try to sort of mush this global branding, you know, behemoth that is The Rock into this stuff, like... Just all, like, have a good time and, like, good vibes and get along and, you know. Right. And then you watch this movie twice in a row. It's like, oh, yeah. right. But, you know. I don't know. I mean, I'm worried a little bit about F9. I think it's, it's not underperforming in the box office, but, like, I think just like it's a little bit of going to be a pandemic casualty mm-hmm. still, even though it like was the movie that opened up theaters for the most part, it's probably going to hit around 600 mil worldwide. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's good. But if you're not scraping a billy, you're a little bit in trouble. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's. I think it's one of those like you can't postpone it any longer. You already have it. It's already done release it, and then hopefully start working on the next one,
1: right? Yeah, it was the right time to, to. I don't, you know, it was the right time. And hopefully okay. they get some, like, sort of premium streaming, you know, thing on the back end after they put it up on that, you know, and they'll get some mm-hmm. of their, like, Blu-ray, you know, I mean, streaming rentals or whatever. You know, they'll make money off of it, no doubt. Right. Um... I just want these things to do well. I want them to be like... I want them to do well. I want them yes. to make 10 million of them. Serious business. Yeah, serious business. Uh, you got anything else about this movie you want to talk about? Negative. I'm okay. coasted on this. You want to do some shout-outs? Sure do. Sick. Uh, what would you like to shout-out to this week?
0: Um, so, did I give a shout-out yet to QR Code Menus? You have
1: not. I have not. Good. However, because, yeah, I I may have issues to take <laughs> with you on this. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, like, I've heard that the QR code menu people don't like them. I I'm on the pro side of it because okay. I know that yeah, like in the pre pandemic restaurant experience, viewing the menu, touching it, having a little interaction with the waitress, ah. Uh, Would you like to start with drinks? Is there something you want to start with appetizers? And going through that, passing it around, finding your reading glasses, all that sort of thing was part of the restaurant experience. Right. I don't think that's necessary anymore. I really enjoy the QR code menu. I like the sit sit down. I like to go find it. I don't think that it is discriminatory toward people who don't have phones. Like, there is a physical menu around if you need it. Sometimes... I mean Sometimes. I, sometimes. I mean I haven't been to one where there was not a physical menu available if you want Okay. One. All right. Yeah. So um yeah, I think it's nice. I like doing it on the phone because it's right there. And I can figure it out. And if that's if that's comboed with like a operational like transaction thing where I can pay for it all at the same place as well, I'm down with it and yeah
1: i mean i i get it i get i get it i i'll give my like quick two cents on this i mean it's fine to have it. i mean like great if you like the like phone menu experience cool i hate my phone i hate using my phone i hate looking at my phone I resent the fact that in 2021 I must have a a fucking iPhone to survive in the world and work and do all the like I I I know I sound like an old ass grump, but like I just hate it. Mm -hmm. So any moment where I'm forced into like using my phone to do a thing, which it is almost always universally bad at doing (laughs) right booking a train ticket. You know, fucking Mm -hmm. like, like booking a hotel room, buying any, doing any kind of commerce exchange, I fucking like QR code sign-ins for COVID tracing. It's always bad. Mm -hmm. And so I just get every, it's not even that I get like so frustrated. I just like am reminded that the world is bad when I look at my phone. (laughs) Uh So the QR code menu is like, I don't want to sit down in a restaurant, a a thing I love fucking doing. And like be immersed in the vibe of the restaurant and like pull up my phone. I don't want to do it. I don't like, Mm -hmm. I don't pull up my phone at dinner when I'm with people. And I know that you're doing it for a purpose, not just to look at like Twitter or whatever. But like... (sighs) You know, I'm, it still makes me engage with a screen at the in the middle of like being in a restaurant with somebody, and so like mm-hmm. instead of like looking at a piece of paper, and the other person has the exact same piece of paper, and all we're looking at is like down the menu, and like oh yeah, the duck and the blah blah blah, like that blah, blah. instead of like engaging, all it does is like put people's faces into a screen that are sitting mm-hmm. right across from each other. I don't like that. So I don't. So I don't think it detracts
0: from the either uh the experience you're having with the person or you think that potentially the experience you have with the like wait staff is worse i would say that in my experience it's the opposite in that i think it's more like people are more efficient at sort of getting what's yeah sort of figuring out the menu navigating through it but the wait staff like i don't know it's like you used, I used to think that, oh, like, that interaction, passing menus, like, trying to figure out what's what, answering questions about what's on there, like, was the experience. It doesn't have to be. You can still have, like, a very nice conversation with the person. It's like, then order like,
1: takeout with your girlfriend at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it, that. Yeah.
0: But I'm, like, at that <laughs>
1: level of grumpiness about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to come off as balanced, but I'm, I'm completely <laughs> unhinged about the QR code menu. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I also think it works. It works in the favor of the restaurant as well because they can like, you end up char- you end up getting a lot more tips. I think you basically. think so. Oh
1: yeah. Why? Because it forces you into fifteen percent,
0: like twenty, twenty five percent.
1: Yeah,
0: there's not even like a fifteen percent option. Right. You really have to go and like, yeah, do math and just to t- tip
1: less than that. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I, have, I just have so many feelings about it. And all of them are negative. I don't like scrolling. Uh-huh. When you have a menu, everything's
0: there. Not it's- necessarily. Not necessarily. You've, I mean, I know you've been to places. You've Maybe there's the a diner. one flip. Maybe there's a one flip. I mean, sometimes there's like four. It's like, and they if they give you the oversized menu, like those are my those are my least favorite. The oversized and it's like, oversized. It looks like you have. Like I do. Full there is a newspaper. certain
1: There is a certain vibe of like diner menu where like there's like twelve pages of five hundred, you know, fucking yeah. things I kind of like that sometimes, <laughs> but like, whatever. Most of the time, it's like one page, and maybe you flip it over. Uh huh. But usually it's just one page, and then you flip it over, and there's just drinks on the back, you know? Mm -hmm. The whole, like, I can fit four pieces of information on my screen, and then I have to, like, scroll down all that. I hate hate, hate screens. I hate apps. I hate mobile websites. I hate everything to do with that situation.
0: The menus are a lot shorter now, though. They don't serve as much stuff. I mean, I
1: yeah, I
0: hear you. Short little, just all right. You only have six <laughs> items on the menu. You didn't need to pass me like a a card for that. Like I received the information. No, just give me a card. Yeah. What if that card is wet? What if the card has a little just like little bit of schmutz on it? Disgusting. All right. I don't want to touch that thing. You are <laughs> throw it in the trash. All right. If it's wet, if it's soggy, get it out of here. If the corner is crinkled, it looks bad. Okay just throw it in the trash.
1: Or- I mean, but like the transmission if we're talking about like disease, transmission of disease via a menu is non-existent. Right. It's like performative bullshit to like put, to like make it seem like you're going to catch fucking covid from a menu. And you're not. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not going to happen. If you're going to catch covid from a menu, you're definitely catching covid from your food. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I I mean, I think, like, the performative COVID bullshit is annoying. Uh, I think the real COVID stuff is important. But uh, I think, yeah, I just, like, let's just force... Is this... Oftentimes, I just find myself... I think we're going to skip my shout out today. My <laughs> shout out was dumb and boring. We're just going to talk about this like be a I just find myself in a situation often, almost on a daily basis, where mm-hmm. I do something or interact with a public service or like private transaction in some way where I think to myself, is this better? Is this better? Is it better or is it just more digital? Right. There is now, in New York City, in Manhattan, a parking situation that is, to me, a sin against God. Like, what you have to do to park in Manhattan is, first of all, download an app. Mm -hmm. Register your car within this app. Dial up the number on the zone where you've parked, and then you can, like, add a payment method and add time via the app. The meter doesn't work. Really? It doesn't work. Wow. You cannot use the parking meter. You must they... use the app. Do they have those kiosk towers anymore? Like the, the multimeter they're... towers on the side of the street? That's yeah. what I'm saying. They don't have those All zones? it does is when you try to use they still exist are standing there, like the phone booths of old. Mm-hmm. But all they do is, like, they're, like, download the fucking app to get started.
0: Hmm. How does the how does a cop know to give you a ticket?
1: Looks up at your plate? I don't... I, you know what I mean? I don't know. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is, like, what was wrong with a quarter? Mm-hmm. A quarter... It's an incredible device. It's an incredible piece of technology, okay? I have a huge sack
0: of quarters in my car. I've never used it before because, like... I love quarters.
1: I'm in love with quarters, okay? Let's just use them. And I drove... (laughs) I went from that parking situation. I drove to Massachusetts. And, like, I had to park at one point. And there was just, like, a little fucking box with a slot for a quarter. And a physical, like... Ooh yeah! needle (laughs) of like how much time you had on it Mm -hmm. I was like thank you for presenting the information in a clear way for making the payment as simple as possible as like drop a quarter in we give you 15 minutes Mm -hmm. or whatever the fucking price it was I think it was more than I think it was half an hour for a quarter but Mm -hmm. like that's it those are the two things I gotta understand about this box Mm -hmm. right and, it's, and they make it fun and mechanical. Yeah, exactly. And you see the needle going up. And it's right next to the fucking parking space. Yeah. Whereas in York, I have to park. Get out of the car. Read the sign, is this illegal parking spot? Okay, yes. Go down the street to find the other sign to find out what zone parking space it's in. Go mm-hmm. back. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a grown, I just want people, when they interact with this digital commerce age, to sometimes, once in a while, stop and ask themselves, is this better? And I, I maybe, you know what, if the answer is yes, great. For you, great, and it seems like Daryl, for you, the QR menu, you ask yourself the question, is it better? The answer for you, Daryl, an insane human being who rides a bicycle in New York City, the answer is yes, right? But for me, most of the time the answer is no. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Sorry for ranting, my man.
0: No, it's all good. I I appreciate the insight. I'm going to go and funnel the rest of my quarters because I'm just going to go put them all in my car. I would love to spend them.
1: I just yeah. don't have a place to do that right now. Well, they're getting slimmer. The, pla- the mm. n- list of places. <laughs> just as the menus in New York City get uh-huh. smaller, so does the list of places where you can use a quarter. Mm.
0: What do people do with other change? Like, what do you do with the rest of Now, your that life? is
1: the great existential question of our time. Right? What happens to change? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I used to have two jars of change in my house: change and quarters. Mm-hmm. The change almost exclusively went to Coinstar. Mm-hmm. The quarters went to things like parking and uh, laundry. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So. Now is the time. Drum roll, please. What movie am I watching this week to talk about next week?
0: Fast and Furious 4.
1: Yes! (laughs) Incredible. Okay. Right. Great. Yeah.
0: Great. So, yeah. The basic concept was like, look, um, it would be interesting if movie 4 was like an alternate start path. Kind Mm -hmm. of like how... Uh, Star Wars sort of starts in the middle. What if movie four was actually the beginning of the series? How does that change your perception of Dom and Brian's relationship and Mm -hmm. also the development of the characters in the following movies? Love this.
1: Love, love, love this. Really love this idea. Okay. Excited for that. Excited for our fans. Uh... To reach out to us on Twitter, I was trying to do like a nice, cool transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have opinions about like digital commerce age, uh, let us know on Twitter at Nolt Podcast N O L T T Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. Uh, no one likes to tune a podcast podcast at gmail.com. <sighs> Patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. We got a Riddick episode up. We had two polls for our in-betweeners. We're starting in on our Jason Statham series pretty soon. And um, that's about it. But if you want to throw us a buck, I mean, it's would be huge. I know we got a lot of new listeners. Maybe one of them wants to like throw us a buck. And that's like really cool. It really, really, really helps us out. We don't do this for free. I mean, we do do it for free, but it doesn't cost us nothing to do this. So, um, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash no one likes to do the And always, always, always the most easy, helpful thing you can do is rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, just shoot us a review. Daryl, if you were reviewing our podcast right now, what would you say? What would you write?
0: Life is full of unexpected surprises. Every week, tuning into to No One Likes
1: the Tuna podcast is the highlight. No One Likes the Tuna podcast is the Cheesecake Factory of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> May not be the best, mm-hmm. but it's consistent. You know what you're getting. It tastes the same everywhere you go. All
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> man, have a great Pretty week. Good. Thanks, Nick. You as well. Peace.